Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We are creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. In the world of things you may not care much about, I have a Raspberry Pi. That's what I have all my notes on. That's why I like it's, you know, we have this podcast. I type the show notes basically on my computer, which is a Raspberry Pi. I mean, if you don't know what a Raspberry Pi is, it's about four inches by three inches by one inch it's a small like tiny computer and all of a sudden it i can't access gmail like i keep uh, i have a gmail draft where i keep uh, podcast notes and basically basically that's all i use this computer for is to access email in my basement and i can't access gmail anymore it comes up with temporary error and i've checked it on other devices and i can access gmail just fine i guess it's just something with how old or how simplistic the raspberry pi operating system is but that is unfortunate I mean, not that I'm completely, you know, not that this podcast is going to stop because of that. It's just, I was trying to get on it again just now, and it just, it does not work. And that is unfortunate and annoying, but I will persevere. I will continue to deliver this podcast week in, week out, despite these hurdles. I will not stop. And speaking of hurdles, I had a flat tire last night. I've not had a flat tire often. Never fun when it does happen. I was driving home it was not dark yet, which was nice. And I hear, it sounds like a run over, I've run over something. I did not see anything in the road, but apparently I ran over something. And I could hear, it sounded like the tire, like air just leak, not just leaking out of the tire, but rapidly leaving the tire. And so I, of course, I'm some like back road, residential area, not even residential. I mean, it's kind of more like county rural area. I'm just looking for, you know, some kind of road or something, somewhere I can pull off this main road, some kind of side road that I can pull onto that if I have to change the tire, which I'm really thinking I might, based on the sounds, that it'll be conducive to do so. And I mean, there's, I'm, I've slowed down way slow at this point because I'm pretty sure the tire's flat and I'd you know, prefer not to, you know, cause insult to injury and wreck the truck as I'm trying to drive it. I finally see a gravel driveway. It doesn't really look like a home driveway, but you know something that's out of the way. Because I'm not trying to bother anybody. I don't want to park in somebody's. I don't want to pull into somebody's driveway and have them you know, coming out and like you know bothering me. And I look, and I mean this tire is completely flat. And I, I knew it was because once I slowed down, and you hear the kind of that thwop thwop thwop. It, it was dead. Change the tire, and it's one of those things. I mean, it, I think it's probably been, gosh, five, six, maybe even more years since I've changed tires. So I was going through trying to figure out how. You drop the tire, the tire's on a carrier underneath the truck. Having to drop that, chain, jack it up. You know, it wasn't a bad job. It's just the hardest part was figuring out how to drop the tire because I couldn't figure out where the little carrier thing you have to turn to drop it was. I finally figured that out. It was easier than I thought. After that, pretty easy job. So I don't know what I ran over, but as I was looking at my tire when I got home, there's a two to three inch gash you know, right, right across the tread of the tire. That would definitely be why all the air leaked out. And if you don't know tires, you can't patch that. So I've got to buy a tire. There's a used tire place close by. I'll be getting a tire from there because I don't have a ton of tread left on my tires. And I don't, yeah, I could replace them all. But this year I'd plan to get some custom wheels for my truck. I mean, that was like the plan when I bought this truck years and years and years ago. And I thought, you know, I think this year might be the year. So why am I going to get tires for the stock wheels if I'm going to buy custom wheels and have to get tires for that like these there's still a little bit of trade left on these tires so they can be kind of you know my reserve my backup my spares but custom wheels are expensive i'm not one prone to you know buying expensive things i mean i've never bought a set of wheels i mean i've i've done like i've rearranged stockers you know i've had you know like you get some like cooler stock wheels to put on 
Uh, like an S10. You, know, you buy the newer stock wheels, put on the older S10. It gives it kind of a cool look. Never gone out and bought like real deal custom wheels because they're just pricey, man. But yeah, if that is the plan, and I do intend to do that, well, it's kind of silly to buy tires twice because tires get kind of expensive too. So, uh, you know, that's just what's going on here. I did watch, you know, I'm always watching stuff. I watched news radio TV show back in the mid to late 90s. Enjoyable show. I know what I really appreciate about it is that it, it really is fairly consistent. It was five seasons. The fifth season is way worse than the previous season because this is a show that starred, among others, Phil Hartman. He passed away between the fourth and fifth season. The fifth season has John Lovitz. Is, you know, he doesn't play the same character, doesn't try to play the same type of character. He's his own character. But it's just, the show is not the same. Phil Hartman played this news anchor that was self-centered, acerbic, you know, distant emotionally, uh, very cocky, very arrogant, great character, just a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, those troops don't sound fun, but he, you know, he's a commensurate comic. He made it a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed the show. I mean, I think it gets lost in kind of the shuffle of, like, Friends, which is the, you know, the 20-somethings, like, it really kind of set a standard. You've got Seinfeld, which is this show about nothing that did something. And this show, while consistent, and kind of a broad comedy where you have some very quick-witted jokes, you've got some physical comedy, it does a lot. It never tries to go with these wacky storylines. It never, you know, like one thing I watched Friends recently, I guess a few years ago. And one thing that's kind of funny is that every so many episodes, you'd get an episode where they like turn things upside down. And then a few episodes later, it'd be, you know, we get back to normal. And just like these big swings that felt a little try hard. News radio is very consistent day in, day out. Now, the last, I mean, the fourth season certainly is a step down. The fifth season gets the, I mean, Yes, you don't have Phil Hartman, which is very unfortunate, but some of the storylines themselves just get, I mean, there's no basis in reality. Whereas, again, in the show, the series, they did have a basis in reality. But that is news radio. I don't know. Like, I'd kind of recommend it, but then again, there's just so much TV out there. Like, so I think I would recommend it. It is it's very enjoyable. I mean, there's certainly shows that I've watched and I've enjoyed up to a point and I get tired of. Like, this show, yeah, you know, four seasons started to kind of drop. Fifth season, it was out. But you know what? Three solid seasons? That ain't bad. And certainly is fun. The first season's only seven or eight episodes because it's a replacement. Not a lot of episodes. Yeah, I'd say give it a go. Why not? All right, now it's time for your favorite segment of the show, or maybe it's just my favorite segment of the show, where I give you advice. So we have a question, or I don't know, an issue, a problem. I will read this problem now. I'm very proud of my career. However, my mother simply cannot take my work seriously. This is a woman who is in her 30s. She's a PhD student. She enjoys her work. She gets funding, so she does have a salary, albeit low. She's very proud of how her career has progressed. Her mom does not take her work seriously. She regularly says her daughter doesn't have a job, assumes she's always available to do whatever, socialize. And the daughter is frustrated because she feels it's a double standard that if she was a man in a PhD program, that her mother wouldn't feel this way. The mother's very proud of her brothers, of her husband. But the mom says that the daughter should be doing most of the housework because the husband has a real job. And this makes this woman feel bad because it's minimizing her work. So what advice would I give to this? Well, you know, it could be that the mother feels that, you know, being in your 30s and still being a student, you know, maybe she should be farther in the career. I don't know. It, the, this woman, I don't know, do they have a catchy name? Apparently not. Oh, man, yeah, it's like signed i don't know whatever phyllis the phd student that's not it but that does not you know that maybe the mother i don't know feels like this daughter maybe it's her only daughter it's more of a friend than a child and maybe she feels like uh you know if the 
daughter gets a better job, moves on, won't have time for the mother. Could be something like that. None of that justifies the mother's behavior. And, you know, could it be a gender double standard? Certainly. I'd argue it probably is. I don't have enough information to really say that, but it certainly seems like it. What do you do in this situation? I think you just need to be forceful about what's going on. Tell the mother, hey, this is my job, or at least, you know, this is my job. I'm a student. This will lead to opportunities in the future. And, you know, I would guess at least from the mother's point of view, maybe it's just everybody has a job and this person's still a student in their 30s. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe the mother just has a problem with that. I don't. And what I say goes. And, you know, I mean, obviously this person has told the mother how she feels about it, how it, you know, she doesn't like it. Does she feel it minimizes what she's doing? Because, you know, I mean, you argue it's not a real job because you're a PhD student, but there is work involved. Again, this is a stepping stone. Uh, I mean, I do take issue with like, oh, you know, just because you're the woman, you should be doing all the housework. You know, relationships are a tandem, a teamwork. Both people should be pitching in. And I don't, so, you know, I'm beating around the bush here because what is, what is the ultimate answer? I mean, you're forced with a mom and tell her, hey, this is a real job. You know, maybe you just, yeah, I, because it seems like this person, this student sees the mother often. Well, maybe you see her less often. Maybe, because, you know, as I posited in the beginning, maybe she feels like the mother, maybe the mother feels like she's losing a companion or a friend if the daughter, you know, moves on and gets a job out of this PhD. She won't have as much time for the mother. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Doesn't seem like the daughter has a ton of time for the mother anyway, you know, being, doing all the PhD work. But just be forceful. If the mother minimizes, say, no, I've got a real job. This is a real job that will lead to opportunities. Because it's not a full-time job. It is PhD work. But eventually that has to stop, I assume. I don't know how the academic world works. I mean, I have a vague idea. And if the mother continues to minimize, avoid. You know, maybe that will help the mother realize, hey, I'm being mean. I mean, I don't know. You, you said the question asker did say, I feel like this minimizes my work. But if you had a frank discussion with your mother, now that may do no good. Your mother may just be one of those people that I didn't work on. But, you know, you got to check the boxes. You got to have the conversation with you. You got to like, hey, you hurt my feelings, man. This is real work. This is my career. I'm trying to build something here. And you tear down every chance you get. What's up with that? You're supposed to be supporting me. If you can't support me, I'm going to have less time for you. Like, maybe that would help the mother realize something. Maybe not, because I don't know. But I think you just need to have less contact with her, and hopefully that will lead the mother to some kind of realization. And could it just be, again, I don't know the mother, is she just antagonistic? Does she know that this will get a rise out of you? Maybe she just likes being mean. Maybe she's just a mean person, a bully. Certainly could be that. And who do you the bullies? I mean... You know, some would say ignore them. Some, I would say, uh, bully them right back. May not always be the way, but I don't know. All I can speak is from my experience. Man, if a bully's going to bully you, you got to bully him back. But I think just give this mother less time, less of your time, less acknowledgement, and go from there. I mean, I don't think there's a, with the information I have, I can't give you like a fixed answer, but I can give you a step in the right direction. Next question. My dog needs an operation I can't afford. Should I try to find the money? Do I put him down? Well, this is funny enough somewhat appropriate my dog tore well potentially it's not confirmed yet but the vet thinks my dog tore his acl was my dog playing in the march madness tournament no he wasn't i don't know what he did i let him out he was fine when i let him back in he was hobbling on three legs and that is abnormal at least for my dog took me to the vet and the vet said it seems like an acl tour acl tear and the vet said you need to see a uh, veterinarian orthopedic specialist, which that title just sounds really expensive. And my dog is not in like dire need of this operation. It's not like life or death, but that's a lot of money for a dog. And 
you know, what do you do there? So let's get back to this personal question. I'm just, I'm just giving you some background on like, hey, like this question, I'm there right now. All right. So, wow, this is a long one. My father has dimension. When his cat was run over, he was distraught. A few months later, he asked for a dog as he couldn't face having a cat to lose again. I bought him a Labrador puppy. It took one, maybe two days, and he was done with it, so I took on the responsibility. That's like, that's a lot of information I don't really need. We could just skip to the second paragraph. The puppy was expensive to begin with. Then his hip went when he was six months old, and 18000 Oh, my gosh. Like, I wouldn't even gone, like, I wouldn't have to do that, man, right there. Like, where did his hip go? His hip went? Where did it go? Where? Insurance paid less than that. Like, they have pet, they have pet insurance? Less than half. I mean, so you're still on the hook for 10K, if not more. Now his front leg elbows have gone. Where are this dog's where are this dog's joints going, man? That says he's also got elbow dysplasia. He needs an operation. He's limping. I feel sorry for him. He's a beautiful, good-natured dog. Lost my job. Have no money. No savings. Don't have to do. Um, wow, this is life and death. I mean, look, that first surgery at eighteen k, where you spent ten, if not more, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Holy cow. Uh, I mean, it's tough, man. Pets are tough, but. Every life has a value. You know, maybe Cal to say that, but it's true. You know, you put 10 people in a room. Well, you know, if there's a fire, you may save people in a different order than the person next to you, the person on the other side of you, but everybody will value life to some degree. Uh, and maybe they can't put a dollar number on it. They can certainly put a ranking on it. Uh, I mean, it, it's tough. You just, there's nothing you can do with this dog. You know, I mean, maybe you could contact, uh, what, a vet or animal shelter or something and see, but not many people are going to want to talk, take on a pet that needs what, like, based on what you're saying, like 20K in surgeries because all its joints have gone somewhere and, you can't, and they're just gone? It's, that's unfortunate. Look, it's a tough decision. Uh, I think you just have to look into what option. You know, maybe talk to your vet, see if your vet, like, just be honest with your vet. Hey, I can't afford this, man. You're, we're looking at five figures on this dog. I just can't afford it. You know, if you want to play the card, like, I don't have a job. I don't have any, like, you know, you can play it up, but I don't have, I can't afford it. Really, is all you need to tell the vet. Yeah, I don't need to know your personal business. And say, hey, what are our options? You know, like, what can we do for this dog? What do you recommend? And go from there. That's all you can do. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you get a pet, you form an attachment to them, uh, but they are a pet. You know, like, the dollar amount I'd spend on my dog, I mean, my dog, potentially for his uh, 20 ACL, that might be 2 to 3K. And I'm thinking, you know what? My dog has gotten pretty good at hobbling around on three legs. I mean, I just, I don't keep, like, 2K lying around the house. And if I did have 2K lying around the house, plenty of other things I really need to spend it on and not the dog. Now, I mean, if it's life and death, I don't know. That, that ups the ante. My dog not life and death. He's doing okay. If it was life and death, why go two? Why go three? I don't know. I do, I, I do remember I had a coworker one time that I may, I may miss some of the facts in the story, but it's more or less true. He had a dog, had to be like 10, 11, like pretty old, had cancer, had to amputate like one of the front legs. And I believe that surgery was in the neighborhood of like 10 to 12K for an 11-year-old dog. He did it. Got two more years out of the dog. Said it was worth it. Like, man, if you say so, but I don't, I don't know if I'd be saying the same thing. How do I figure out what to do with my professional life? Will I always feel helpless and bored? My short answer is, yeah, probably so. Uh, let's delve into this. I've always been considered a smart and ambitious young woman. I'm, I don't care about all this stuff. Get to your question. Like, I, these questions, there's so much preamble that doesn't matter. This person excels at whatever job they've had. Great for them. At least 10 jobs in the past 10 years? Well, maybe you need to, like, find a job and stick to it. That could be why, you know, you're having trouble. I feel a little to no satisfaction in my working life. 
I've tried everything from archaeology to winemaking to high-flying philanthropy to real estate, but nothing sticks. Well, it's not that nothing sticks. You're not sticking to it. My parents think I'm a Pollyanna who gets excited at the prospect of something and then disappointed once the rose-colored glasses come off. I don't know that's the whole picture. I'm a hard worker, blah, blah, blah. I mean, work is tough. And you're not, you don't have a job to uh, feel good about. You don't have a job for satisfaction. You have a job to get paid, so you pay the bills. Like, that's what it comes down to. You know, when you go to the grocery store, they don't ask you, hey, are you happy at your job? Are you fulfilled at your job? They ask you, can you pay the bill? Now, if you can find some enjoyment out of your job, that's great. I've had the same job, the same company for quite a while. Have there been long stretches? I mean, like long stretches where I've absolutely hated it? Yes. Like, you, I don't know, for like for me, because that's all I can speak to, man, that's all the experiences I've got. I find, you know, I've got to find ways that, you know, you get something out of it. Uh, so I've, I kind of run like my own operation in a way, you know, like creating templates and creating uh, guides and different things. Um, so, you know, for a while, those were just for me, just, you know, I was trying to make my job process smoother, quicker, because I take pride in, being quick, accurate, good, knowledgeable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I did that. And, you know, it got to the point where coworkers were like, hey, you're really fast. You're really good. Like, how do you count this stuff? And I said, and he's like, whenever you help me with the project, you always like have these cool like things and guides and templates and pieces that help me out. I'm like, you know, can you share? I was like, yeah, sure. You want me to share? I'll share it. And I share that. So I've tried to carve out a niche in my work where you know, I'm kind of a mentor to people. I'm uh, like that go-to, how-to, I need to do this, what do I do, where do I go from here, like that type thing. Uh, now, for a long time, I thought that, oh, you know, if I work hard enough, like I'll be given this or, you know, the management will recognize me and want to do something. And that's simply not the case, man. I mean, it's a little bit of if you want something, you got to take it. You got to make it for yourself. You know, it's not going to be handed to you. It's not going to be given to you. Is that a callous way to look at it? Yeah, it is. But guess what? I'm a bit of a cynical person. And so I'm carving out this this niche for myself, which, you know, certainly a boon to the company that I don't get anything back from. But at the same time, I do get some satisfaction from it. I do get some fulfillment from it. And you got to have a little bit of something like that because, man, like, work can be a dreary place. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a long stretch where I've absolutely hated work. I mean, no doubt hated it. Can't wait to leave here. But, you know, I'm pragmatic. I'm not going to leave, like, for anything that comes up. Like, I, you know, like I said at the beginning, got to pay the bills. That's what it comes down to. And certainly lose some jobs, but you know, nothing, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take a step down pay wise because at the end of the day, got to pay bills. And you know what? When I get home, those hobbies, they're pretty fulfilling. So if your work's not fulfilling, I don't you know, maybe find a hobby, find something, you know? I mean, it's kind of like they always say, uh, you know, you have a hobby, but like, oh, you should turn that into a business. You should make some money off of that. Well, you know what? That is a very quick and easy way to turn that hobby into something you enjoy to something you hate. Because once it becomes a job, like there's just no going back. You don't get that same fulfillment out of it. I don't know. I mean, 10 jobs in 10 years is just a lot. And it sounds like this person is jumping not just jobs, but complete careers and industries. I don't know. I mean, a year flies by quickly. Uh, you know, I mean, I've I decided, gosh, what, two, three, some years ago that uh, I had a job. I was going to make this job a career. Now, what, what do I say is the difference between a job and a career? I mean, to me, a job... It's something like, you know, you get the work done, you do it well, you're done, you're in, you're out. You know, a career, you're actively trying to be better, trying to become more knowledgeable, trying to like, you know, you're a little bit like eating around the edges, trying to grow and build and, you know, going above and beyond your job. Now, did I do something in my free time? Certainly, because sometimes you just have to, you know, I got work, I got quotas, I got stuff I got to get done. 
but I was watching YouTube videos and going to sites and building my knowledge base. Uh, and I thought, I thought, you know, well, if I can do this, like, then I get recognized at work. And you know what it comes back to? Man, you want something, you got to take it. Nobody, well, I'm not saying nobody realized what I was doing. Nobody realized the strides I was taking. But the people that noticed aren't the people that can, you know, give me a benefit. It's just, I mean, I can benefit them. I can help them with my knowledge. But, you know, to me, if I benefit the company, the company should benefit me back. There's only one way the company can benefit me back. That's cash money, baby. Show me the money. Sad thing is, I ain't seen the money yet. Yeah, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's a business. Businesses, they prosper by taking advantage of employees. I mean, that's just fact of the matter. You know, I think a restaurant is like numero uno for that example. Restaurants actively try to screw over their employees. I mean, that's just fact of the matter. You can pay them less. You know what? They're going to do it. They're going to, I mean, restaurants, uh, you know, like restaurants do stuff where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you've got you to clock out uh, before you start cleaning up for the night. No, that that's wrong. You don't clock out for clean up. Like that is, you should get paid for that. But restaurants are like pull every trick there is to cut costs. It's kind of how it is. Now I'm not saying my work is that devious, but a lot of businesses, maybe all businesses. I mean, let's just be honest here. They make you know they make more money if they pay you less. So it's their incentive to pay you less, pay you as little as possible, and they would tell you things to that end to get you to that end. Uh, so that is a little bit of a diatribe on this person and what they're up to and how they're finding fulfillment. But I just don't think your job is where you find fulfillment and your job is where you get paid. Yo, I'm going to conclude this episode with that. I mean, that's, that's some knowledge in there. I will talk to you next week and you can count on that. This has been another rousing episode of Fridays on the Fly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Ward. Go to our website, fridaysonthefly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, Whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out. 